Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Flames fans, it's time for Flames Unfiltered, your spot for Calgary Flames Hockey Talk. As each game passes, the Pacific Division slips away. Oh, yeah, and thanks for the tweet, Alan Walsh. That really helped. Good evening and welcome to another edition of Flames Unfiltered, hosted by Brad Brood and Kyle Lewis. And tonight is another, it's another fired up episode, Kyle, because yeah, we have a lot to be fired up about. It'll be plenty, plenty unfiltered, I assure you. That's why we haven't named that, right? We speak the <laughs> truth. We love our team, but we speak the truth. Yeah. And we'll get into that topic uh, in particular here very shortly. Yeah. You know what? I was thinking this week when I was watching the, I don't even know if it was, I think it was probably the Detroit game. I was thinking like, when does the disappointment go away? Like now I'm disappointed when we're losing and I'm just like, yeah, and a little angry probably on top of that. But like, when does it go away? And I'm, I was sitting there thinking about it. I'm like, well, it only goes away when I admit that we suck and we need to get a game plan on how we're going to get to be better. Yeah, I, I was thinking about you know it's 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 kind of like relationship like it's not going to get better unless you walk away from it. No, you, you know? we can't walk away from the team. Well, I know you can, and that's the thing with a lot of relationships too. I mean, it's still worth your time and effort in a lot of cases, and that's what people need to do. But it's just that whole when something just isn't getting better, you have to make a decision about basically what you just said: how you're going to handle it, how you're going to think about it, how, you know, or do you just call it a season and say, you know what, they're still my team and I love them, but. Let's uh, ride up the clock and look towards the draft and maybe we can sell the deadline or um, if that's your perspective. And right now we're still f- so firmly in purgatory. I don't even know what to think. And that is the problem. I think that's why it's so difficult now is because it's a, it's a damn roller coaster. You know, like we play Detroit and it's just a train wreck of a game. And then we oh. play the Rangers and I get done watching the game and I, I'm thinking, oh, okay, that team can beat anybody in the league. Yep. And yeah, then I, I get my hopes up a little bit and then I watch the Flyers game and I'm like, Oh my gosh, like what is going on? Yeah. Yeah. How many breakaways in that game? The Coleman, uh, you know, off Hit the, the post, post. like Manjipani, I think had a breakaway. You know, the part that bothers me too, like the last five goaltenders we've won against have like under 30 career games. Stauber, like five games. Halak, well, I guess Halak, I guess he's got a lot, a lot of games. Sogard, six, seven, eight games, I think he's in that range. Helberg's in like the 15-rank game range. And that Aronson guy for the Flyers is like seven to ten. I know it's not more than ten. Six and oh now, I think. Six (sighs) and one, whatever. He's a crazy good record. Uh, Back and yeah. forth, man. We can't put a streak together to save our life. We haven't won two games in a row since January 21st, 
Man, that feels like well, it was a long time ago, I guess. Oh, Lord. Mm, man, oh man, oh man, it's it's crazy. It's yeah. a it's a roller coaster, and we're going to talk about it on the show today. Two bad losses, a a good win against the, arguably the best team in the league right now. We're going to talk about some random Flames news. Kyle and I are going to get a little angry about some ways fans react to certain things, and then uh, we'll discuss. Uh, where, what direction we go from trade deadline here, which is a little over a week away. And then uh, how could we leave out the, uh, the infamous Alan Walsh tweet? We'll touch on that. And then we got four games to recap as the Flames schedule. <laughs> it gets really, really busy right now. And we'll recap those four games or preview those four games. It's going to be a busy, busy, and probably another heated edition of Flames Unfiltered. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. All right, Kyle. Detroit. Detroit comes to town. No, I don't want to talk about this. I don't really want to talk about this game either because <laughs> this one actually bothered me more than the Philadelphia game, I think. And um, and here's why. Vladar gets a start. So I'm pumped about that because I'm like, all right, we're handing him the keys to the car here. Freaking drive this bad boy and get us into the playoffs. And he freaking hit our, I don't know where it was. It was just not good. I mean, he wasn't horrendous. But he he did what Markstrom has been doing too much lately, and not make the save he has to make. Yep, hundred percent. Yeah, it was really really frustrating because you know we were clamoring in the last show about getting him more starts, and I, as I'm sure you do, and most times fans do, we still stand by that. But mm-hmm. you're gonna have games like that. The problem is, is that you can't afford to have them, and you can't have both goaltenders having them. You know, so this was his chance. Yeah, disappointing. It was his chance, and he, he was. I felt like it. I felt like he was getting handed the keys, and and it was probably one of his worst outings of the year. And undoubtedly, oh, just drop the ball there, drop the ball. But you know what actually pissed me off a little bit worse than the way we played was I'm so tired of the post game interviews, and I love Kristanov, but when I hear you know, I, I'm glad he like, I'm glad he said you know about talked about emotion and how there was a lack of emotion but and Sutter mentioned the lack of emotion like we're game 50 something and we've got lack of emotion and we're trying to get into the playoffs and like like I'm tired of the we're just have to be better speech is that too much to no not at all it's like anything else people talk and talk and talk and don't do it was a complete lack of action right um which I think everybody's guilty of at some point or another, but I mean, it's the same rhetoric over and over and over. Um, I, I just, I don't care to hear it anymore. If you want to, you know, claim it's something within your control, then control it, show more emotion, be more physical, you know, the power plays, ugh, you know, apart from goaltending, probably their second biggest problem right now. It's just, 
I don't know. I just it's all rhetoric and it's useless in the post game interviews from one loss to the next. They're just carbon copy, maybe a different player, but still saying the same thing. We have three giant problems. We've got a starting goalie with a point eight eight nine save percentage. That's incredible. The guy's a Vesna candidate a year ago. We have a power play that's well, you just described it. Blow. 25th, 24th, somewhere like Yeah. And what the hell was my third thing, Kyle? I don't even remember. Violet? No. Oh, and we don't know how the hell to, to defend a two-on-one to save our freaking life. No. Ugh, God. <laughs> no, not at all. And, in fact, I mean, even uh, in the game the other day and on uh, the loss to Philly, like that, the Zadorov play, again, me with the air quotes, um, you know, on one of those goals where he just basically lays down like it's like, oh, man, like it's exactly what you said of the two on ones. Like, it's just brutal. Just, it's, it's just terrible, terrible defensive coverage such that if you're counting on your goaltender to make the save because you made the wrong play, and you know, he's not making it or hasn't been making it. Like one of those two things has to run out. Are the goalies going to bail you out? Or are you going to make the right play defensively? We're not seeing any oh. of either, especially in that game. Brutal. Saturday night was better. The Rangers come to town. Um, ah, so much hope, so much hope. God, you know, we're getting them on a second night of a back-to-back, which we got Detroit in the second night of a back-to-back. Didn't matter, but we're getting the Rangers, yep. and then like eight se- or no, forty-eight seconds in, Majapani scores, Kadri scores a beautiful one from Hubert Owen yep. Pelche. Eight seconds later, we're up two to nothing. A minute six into the game, or whatever it is, and it's like I'm watching this team, and I'm like, Huberto is having his best game i've ever seen him play in calgary everything is clicking for the flames they are good and the rangers didn't back down either i mean they are a good hockey team they get right back into it and they tie it up and on a goal that i i I, I think coleman knocked it into the net no did you see that the same as me yeah yep absolutely but i concur what did you think with codry getting tossed I don't know what he said. I, I know it was a, the reaction by the officials was a little, little over the top. But at the same time, I don't know what he said. Sutter didn't seem to. Sutter just kind of oh, helped just, helped him down the tunnel. But you know, for all the all the flack a guy like Sidney Crosby gets for whining to the refs allegedly, and we've all seen it. You know, Kadri does it a lot too. And that's he one does. thing I have. He's always whining calls, always, and it's like okay. You're not doing yourself any favors. Like, just just shut up. Yeah. I, I, you know, the shaking your head occasionally, like, really, you know, that kind of behavior. But the whining, it's like, man, just let it go. You're not you're not helping the team. You're not helping yourself, your reputation. Like, just let it go. Yeah, I know. I'm with you on that one, too. And it's too bad because I thought he had a decent game that night. And, uh, oh, and actually, yeah. to your point about Huberto, I want to point something out just for people who don't seem to understand or don't have this fact correct about Jonathan Huberto. Jonathan Huberto did not play with Barkov five on five in Florida, and I'm so sick of seeing tweets saying, "Oh, but he misses Barkov and blah blah." He, he didn't played play with, with freaking him. Duclair, Duclair and Sam Bennett. <laughs> I know, our cast <laughs> off. Yeah, the same Sam Bennett that this fan base freaking ran out of town every night on nine sixty. Yeah. They brutally crucified him every single night after the games. Yeah, I, I, anyway, that, I, I know most people, I think, have figured that out or knew that, and it's just i got to point it out again because I'm, I'm tired of hearing about Barkov and the effect he allegedly had on Huberto. Huberto is a fantastic player with good but not world-class line mates in Florida. So, 
But yeah, to your point, his best game is a flame, and I don't think there's any argument to be made otherwise. Backland wins it with a beautiful tip in on a shot from Hubert Owen overtime, and the the sweet justice there was Adam Fox. Was that, was that, was that sweet justice or Swede justice? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I couldn't help myself. Oh my gosh! Oh, but Fox is in the penalty box, and that felt good. And that win, it felt good, and it looked like it felt good for the team, and it felt good for the fan base. Like, is I, I don't know, I felt uh, really yeah. pumped and jacked after that game. I really did. That was the win that should have begun a winning streak, for sure. You know, because we've all been waiting for one, and that looked like it was going to be the catalyst to go on a four or five game tear and get back in a wild card spot, and. And then Monday. As we're about to find out. Spoiler alert. Monday's game. Monday was bring your family to the Saddle Dome and watch the Flames suck night or day. Day, yeah. Because it's family day. And it was brutal. Markstrom back in. And Stone was out. We'll talk about that in a minute. Gilberton. Uh, and I don't even know what to say. I, I really nothing. We were the flat. We were just flat, flat team from the well, get-go. The two, the two biggest Two of the biggest, well, th- all three problems that you mentioned. I guess I alluded to two when you yep. mentioned the third. They have Shitty goaltending. Yeah. Shitty power play. Horrendous power play, in fact. And awful defensive coverage, in particular, in two-on-ones. Um, just an all-around mess of a game. A complete lack of of uh, anything. They were just bad. They were just, and, and like, I, I shouldn't say that entirely because it was some push towards the end. You know, and We scored Coleman, two goals to come back. Yeah. All for nothing. Yeah. We haven't freaking another, come another back reception. once this year. We haven't come back once this year, and we put it together where we tie a game up, and then... Haven't come back once, have no shutouts. There are some really concerning stats surrounding this team. Like, they just don't make it. How, do, how is that possible, this many games in? How is that possible? Actually, you know what? We should do some research and find out the last time a team, for either one of those stats, went this many games in the season, without a come from behind win. Or went this many games without any team shutouts at all. You might be scared. We had some really lean goaltending years in Calgary. We might... <laughs> Wait, you leave you leave Tyrone Garner out of this, okay? <laughs> you know what? This week I saw somebody I don't know who it was posted on Twitter a picture of Jonas Hiller, and I remember when we when we got Hiller, I was like, "Oh, this is a ticket. I love this guy." I'm like, yeah. Oh. Hey, he was that one year with him and Ramo, fourteen fifteen. It was awesome. Yeah, no. that was super fun. And he had that lights out game against Chicago. I think I actually mentioned that game on the show before. But yeah, like uh, Tyler Moss, Tyron Garner, like Shagir uh, before he was, you know, legendary. Uh, yeah, we could go on and on and on about goaltending. Oh, but yeah, but the goal, the goaltending, like. You need your goaltender to bail you out here and there. And I know, you know, Markster made the cartwheel save against Shaif the other in the year. Like, there's a few examples of some flashes of brilliance, but, like, goddamn, like, help your team out. Steal a goddamn game. Point eight eight nine. That's incredible. And the guy was a Vesna candidate. It's fucking incredible. And I uh. I still, and I'm a, maybe you can call me a dumbass. I'm still under the belief that this is just a temporary thing. I, I do, but I'm ripping on him now because... Uh, he's not right. Something's not right. As we've had this conversation before, everybody knows something's not right. I think it's between the ears. I do too. Uh, you can tell by his reactions. He just looks. He just looks and, you know, the, guy, the guy lost his father years ago, and I'm sure that was incredibly hard. He could have a family issue, God forbid. Or, or there, there, but there's there's something that's affecting his game, and it's not it's not for public consumption. It's not something we need to know. But I mean, I'm of the same belief you are that he's 
his track record's too good. He's too talented to continue to play like this. But do I see him pulling the nose up this year? No. I don't. Because I don't see any reason to believe that he would at this point. No, I don't either. I think Vidar's going to be the guy. And hopefully... He's your best best chance at this point. Hopefully it starts tonight. I, 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 Kyle, I'm not going to lie, man. On Monday afternoon, I almost called you and said, hey, that nonsense you were talking about, Wolf, you know? <laughs> I almost had to eat crow there. I almost had to call you, man. Well, this is the, yeah, well, there's a couple issues there. Unless you can pick up another goaltender uh, at the deadline, maybe, which I don't really think is a strategy for this team necessarily. No, but, no, no, no. no. Uh, but you know, even calling up Oscar Dansk to back up Dan Vladar so Markstrom can just take a leave because the Wranglers are such a good team right now. They've already lost Pelche to the big club and he's probably not going back until, you know, if I wouldn't think so. Else. No, and, and nor should he, but um, although I, I don't dislike his game, but at some point here, he's going to have to start putting some points up. Yeah, although I'm positive on where he's at and I like the projection. And I like where yeah. he's going, but at some point here now, the enamor of a new player, a young prospect's going to have to slide to the side and be like, all right, I need to see some of the production you, you were putting up in, in AHL Wranglers. Right? Yeah, exactly. But I think, the, I think the, the, one of the issues there is that as far as, I mean, he's still got a full ways to go with the big club, obviously, but I think it's hard to bring Wolf up to a team with so much uncertainty. Cause I agree with some of the concerns about his confidence, whatever's young player. Oh, but. I gave you my concerns last week and I still stand yeah. by those, but at this yeah, point, I think they got to do something to get Markstrom just out of the lineup. So I think Oscar Dansk is a backup. Maybe he has a couple of games to his credit. Yeah, he'd be fine. Do it, do it for a week. Give Ladar all the starts, let Dansk ride the pine, let Markstrom go home and do whatever he's going to do, you know, and take some time. Cause this is, this is not working. And Vladar is our best chance to make any noise at this point. Yeah. Michael Stone goes out injured. Uh, he's been seen in a, a walking boot and crutches. We don't know. Yeah. He's been put on um, on injured reserve. Uh, Walker Dewar has been recalled from the AHL Wranglers. Um, I'm happy about that. I'm assuming Dennis Gilbert will take the load. I did hear rumblings today. I haven't anything's been, I don't know, been finalized yet. Well, but we're, we're recording this hours before the uh, Flames are in Arizona to take on the coyotes and uh i've heard that they may go with 7d tonight so we'll see what happens there and uh i don't know well luke luke shen is i think very much still on the team's radar and he's he's done playing until he's traded by this everything i'm hearing yeah um so that's something to keep an eye on now in terms of like if doers playing or if they end up going with 7d or, or whatever they're doing um i guess that would necessitate connor mackey coming to the lineup which we've talked about before as well but um it's interesting. Stone is a bit of a liability defensively at times, as much as I love the guy. We're the, um, we're the presidents of his fan club, but yeah, absolutely. But he's uh, not playing like he was at the beginning of the year. Well, and I think we talked about this before. He was always kind of your consummate seventh defenseman. And when you press that guy into duty all the time, it's, yeah, I got a question. Results. I got a question for you though. So uh, how come when Michael Stone makes a, an error in the defensive zone, Everybody in the organization and the fan base is like, oh, well, you know, he's just a, he's a seventh D man and he's not very good. Okay. But when Zadorov. Here it is. I knew you were going with this. Go on. Sucks and Hannafin sucks. Yeah. How come we're like, well, it's Noah Hannafin and he's young and he's, he's, he's going to be, he's going to keep progressing. He's going to be great. And, and Zadorov, you know, that guy's playing out of his ass this year. You know, he's been really, really good all year. 
I don't know. The perception of Zadorov as being really, really good this year, I really don't buy it. I think he's had games where he's jumped into the play really effectively. But why? Some great hits, but I just wonder why certain guys just get freaking free passes all the time. And like the fan base crucified the shit out of Zadorov last year at the beginning of the year. And then as the year went on, people just kind of, you know, was like, okay, he's, he's doing all right. At the beginning of this year, it was freaking a love fest for Zadorov. You know, oh my God, he's got three goals and he's the greatest guy in the whole world. But they failed to see that all the two on ones he's botched this year. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. So, and I like him. Yeah, and, I, and I'm not. ask you this in return because this applies to any of us. And I, you know me, I love real, real world analogies. How, well, I don't know, you're kind of the boss where you're at, but how many people in different companies you've worked with are for? Like, it's the same thing. Some guys get a free pass. They can screw up, never get hauled into a meeting with the boss. If I screw up, I get hauled into a meeting. But I know guys that oh, know, yeah. contribute a lot less. The guys that contribute a lot less to our company's bottom line than I do, and they get a free pass. Every company. Expectations. Like, I don't know. Every company has that, I think. I, I don't. I mean, I yeah, think it's the just best. It's being human, right? I think people the best. Get it for, like, People get a free pass in life, and and you, others don't, and it's not always fair, right? Do you ever think, though, Kyle? Like, um, like I always try to th- throw that that scenario, like that work thing, is like, well, maybe it's my own perception that I don't get a free pass, and I actually do. I immediately thought of philosopher Rene Descartes. Like, I think, therefore, I am. Like, I took that really deep. What you just said. <laughs> so, you know what yeah. I mean, though. Like, I do. We yeah. don't. Yeah. We, I, we. I mean, I wonder the same thing. We look the other way on the times we get the passes yeah, because we don't think we get the passes or worse yet. It could be oblivious to maybe the gravity of what's gone on. And because nobody brought it to our attention, we just carry on as we were. Right. Yep. Because maybe they're thinking, you know, oh, this, you know, this guy performed really well in this way. So we're just going to let that one slide and not, not bring it up. Cause it's not worth stirring the pot or yeah. stressing anybody out. But you know, more to the point, I don't entirely understand it in, in this context because by the eye test for the hockey media, the fans, you know, the team's brass, whatever, Zadorov has not been great a lot of the time. Hannafin has been not good at all. Many and I'm nights. a Noah Hannafin fan, and I always say oh, he's a great he's a great skater. He's picked up some more points lately. There's lots to like about his game, but there's lots to not much. like too, though. Unless you're Rasmus Anderson, Chris Tanev, or to a lesser extent, but admirably. Dennis Gilbert, nobody's been that good this year, which is why we've been clamoring so much for Oliver Shillington, not just because he's a great skater and, you know, his I'm games come so far. But I'm done on that? that. I'm done on the Shillington thing. I don't know. I, I'm kind of hit a frustration point. Like, I don't no, he's need. Not coming back. Well, here's the deal, though. Like, okay. Name me one other job that you can just take an, a leave of absence. And I, I don't know the situation, and so don't. Mm hmm. But name me one other profession where you can just take a leave of absence. I'm assuming he's still getting paid. I believe so, yeah. So name me one other profession you can just take a leave of absence and say, I got issues, man, in my family, which I feel horrible for anybody that does. Mm -hmm. But that you can just arbitrarily leave your position and not say when you're coming back or how the problems are going to get rectified and you still get a paycheck. That's the privilege of sport. And how long, how long before we lead don't, we don't need to know the details as a fan base, but we should know he's not coming back ever, or he's not coming back till next season or we, God, the, the team has to know. Well, realistically, I think it should be written in the CBA that the team has to be notified 
by a certain date, you know, if you haven't played all year, almost like, um, well, so, so look at this. So look at this. Okay. We signed Shillington, right? And this is, I'm not trying to come off like an asshole, but like we signed Shillington to a two year deal at 2.5 million, right? The team's holding up their end of the bargain, paying the bill, right? So now next year, we get them for $2.5 million, but we signed them for two years, but we only got to use them one. Yeah. So shouldn't that Contract other... should roll over to a third year. I don't know. Just that's, to me, that's to what me, it should do. To me, it's... No, excuse me. The team should have the option... To roll it over. Year ...to roll it over. That's what they should have. Because to me, but I it, agree with you, personal circumstances aside, it's entirely unfair to the team. I, and I, you know, And I'm all about players' rights, and da-da-da-da-da. But I'm also about owners' rights, too. Well, I mean, at the end of the day, it's, you know, it's, these guys make a ton of money. It's a privilege of sport, right? I don't know. I just... But I, think, I think that should be an option for the team because otherwise he plays out, let's say he has a monster year next year. Well, now you're going to re-sign him for way more money, and that's not right. And then he's going to say, well, I want $6 million. And it's like, well, goddamn, I just gave you 2.5, and you weren't even here. Yeah, Exactly. Man, I'd love $2.5 million to stay home. That's a little insensitive, granted, so I'll, I'll back off on that. Well, no, I, I, I think I don't – I mean, I don't think we're crossing a line here because both of us are compassionate to what is happening with Shillington, although we're we don't know. Practically. Yeah, but we're, we're just, just talking about the circumstances practically. I'm not concerned. I should say I am concerned, as you are, with whatever's going on in his life, and I wish him the best. It's just that as a contracted employee of this team – this is less than ideal. This is far less than ideal, and there, and there yeah. needs there needs to be some clarity on it, and, and and clarity moving forward, so that so the team can move forward, right? Because well, I, I don't know. It what, just what's one of the team's number one needs at the deadline? A uh, defenseman. So on Oliver Shillington. Yeah. Okay. Now that we're a little fired up, let's let's keep on that on that that mode and. This week, Elias Lindholm welcomed a little boy, little Levi Lindholm, which congratulations to the Lindholm family. And Absolutely. he did not participate in morning skate on Saturday and did not play against the Rangers because his wife was in labor. Yeah. But we had the gall to have Flames fans bash him on Twitter. And I hope it was just some guy trying to be, or multiple people, just trying to be smart asses. Like people tend to be on social media. Well, trolling, thinking they're funny. I, I only recall seeing one tweet to that effect, but I'm sure there was more. I just don't understand that. And that's a segue into what I know you wanted to talk about today. In that how, how as Flames fans who have invested a ton into this organization, mm-hmm. time, love, money, heartache, everything, because we all have. But where do we draw the line? Because I, I heard a thing, and then I want to let you go with this. I heard a thing today where it said, well, I'm a 53-year-old guy. I've been a Flames fan forever, and we've been mediocre to sucking every year for 30 years. Yeah. And I said, my response is, well, the Canucks have done the same thing. So have the Sabres. So I can name 10 teams, 15 teams that can say the exact same thing. 32 teams yeah. are trying to win this damn cup. Is, is this where you want me to go off? Go. Time? <laughs> so, all right. First of all, you're right. There's only a, a, a little more than a handful of teams who have had sustained periods of success over however many years they've existed, okay? Um, the problem that I have with fans is the way that they often will judge other fans. 
So, for example, as you just said, as this guy said, I've been a fan for X amount of years. Don't give a shit. Your amount of years as a fan does not make you a better fan than the next guy. So the guy that tweeted me saying, been a fan since 86, blah, 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 like I never whined. First of all, bullshit. Guarantee you've whined because you're invested emotionally in the team. You, Brad, you're going to tell me you never once whined about something your wife said or did? We sure you have. We've all whined and cheered about every single thing that we've cared about in our whole life. Exactly. If you have so the idea, the idea of quantifying somebody's fandom, the idea that you can sit there and say, oh, you know, like I've been a fan for this long or you're not a fan because you're being critical. Like I, I lashed out a bit on Twitter on Monday with that loss to Flyers. And I felt I had every right to. I said the team is trash. They've been playing like trash. Defensive coverage is trash. Goal thing is trash. Who in their right mind is going to argue otherwise when the results have been what they are, right? Well, it does not mean I don't love my team. It does not mean I don't have thousands upon thousands of dollars invested in them. It doesn't mean I'm not going to go to a game. It doesn't mean anything other than the fact I'm invested, I'm frustrated. And for that reason, anybody out there who thinks they have the ability to pull rank on another fan or sit there and chew them out for expressing how they feel, unless... They're crossing a line like what you alluded to. If it's a family matter, whether it's Oliver Shillington, Elias Lindholm's son being born, that has nothing to do with hockey. That's life, and you leave that alone. That is your almost your responsibility or duty, not as a fan necessarily, but as a human being. Leave yeah. that alone. Unfortunately, you want to talk about, that doesn't happen anymore. That? Unfortunately, well, and, and right. in this world, it's, that's not happening anymore because what social media has done is it's given a platform for idiots to talk tough. Yeah. Whereas back in the day, we didn't have Twitter, so me and you would be talking about this at the bar, and if I said something out of line, you'd pop me one, right? That's it, right? But I just don't understand why these people think they have the right to do that, to question somebody else's loyalty or fandom. And half these people haven't spent half the money that the guy who apparently isn't a real fan has spent. So if you want to quantify it, let's, let's look at it that way. So you want to sit there and say you've been a fan for 30-some years, the next guy is half your age and only been a fan for five, but he's been to 10 playoff games. <laughs> You know what I mean? Like, I just, I don't get where that thinking comes from. You're all part of the same fan base. We haven't even played in 10. Yeah. We're all disappointed how how they performed. So just don't be an asshole about it and express your feelings. You know, one of the things too, that I I look at this is lucky land casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky. Lucky in line at the deli, I guess. Uh Aha. In my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I've always been an advocate for hockey, right? Like, I always go to bat for the sport and be like, oh, football player would do that. A hockey player wouldn't. Right. Well, I kind of do that with like Calgary Flames fans. Like, I love this fan base. I've got a lot of friends in this fan base. Like, but I've had a lot of people. I'm like, I read their stuff and I'm like, this guy's like ridiculous here. He wants to trade everything because of one law. I mean, one bad year, like sell the place, you know, but I look at this and I'm like, this is shit. Vancouver fans do like, I don't want to be a Vancouver (laughs) fan. Right. Oh, man. Have you not thought that a lot this year, though? When you're looking at Twitter, I'm like, oh, my God, this looks so, like so much what Vancouver would do. Like, yeah, I thought different things. I was thinking back to the elevator incident in the playoffs against the Oilers. Those other fans were heckling back on Amon Giapani. Like, just the worst type of behavior. I think every fan base is capable of it, some, you know, more so than others. Obviously, referring to things like the Vancouver riot. 
2011. But um, Not there's even a lot the- of moments this year where I kind of kind of question it and kind of think like, like, come on, guys. Like at the end of the day, the team is drastically underperformed as of right now. Not looking good necessarily to make the playoffs, but. How again? It's like I said before. Whenever previous previous episodes, how did everybody think that because they lost two good players and gained two good players, that it was that you just plug and play? Like it was all just going to be great. I thought it was too, but you have to be understanding the fact that it didn't pan out exactly like we hoped. Huberto has not had a great year. Kadri's had a pretty good year most of the time. You know, he wasn't going to score like he did in Colorado. He doesn't have the same support. Weger has been extremely underwhelming offensively. I think we can all agree. So. It is what it is. Is it worth sitting there losing your mind saying things like, oh, like, you know, like the team should just sell everything? I don't know. Maybe we need to retool for next season. You know, the thing Maybe is, we, like, I don't know. we've went through like a lot of shit in this world the last two years. And I always, yeah. with the exception of some stupid stuff eking into sports, which it has, uh, I've kind of looked at sports as my escape from the nonsense in the world, right? It's supposed to be, I think, and anyway. As mad as I get at this team and as mad as I get about how we're playing and all all that goes into it, like we still do this because it's entertainment and fun, right? Like this is this is fun. In some days it's not gonna be fun. But yeah. you know, you take the good and you take the bad. And I, I look at the Winnipeg Jets last year. And the Winnipeg Jets struggled miserably, couldn't get a save to save their life. And now this year they're getting Vesna quality goaltending and they're up to the top of the standings. Yep. Now, I'm not saying that that happens next year or anything like that, but I'm just saying like, you know, pushing the panic button, freaking out on your team and looking like an idiot. And then I don't know. I, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm kind of disappointed. I mean, I get fired up and I get mad and I say things and tweet things I probably shouldn't about this team. But all in all, like, I don't think we're a bad hockey team. I, I don't. I mean, and maybe I am the ignorant one for saying that, but I look at this play, this thing on paper and I'm like, I know Huberto can be better. I know Uyghur can be better. I think Kadri can be better. I, I think Majapani can be better. I know Markstrom can and has to be better. Um, I think Dubé is playing. I mean, I can go through the whole damn roster. Yep. But see, this is the point that I think I might have mentioned this on the show before. Gord Miller said years ago, but the Flyers in the late 2000s, I think it was. They're just, they're a good team that had a bad year. And when you look at the roster at the time, and, you know, it's hard to remember some of them now, but like, look at them on paper, much like the Flames. Same kind of thing. I called the Flames a trash team because that's exactly what they're playing like. They're playing like no trash. No denying that. Yeah, there's no denying that. I don't think anybody in that locker room is going to deny it. Obviously, there's some positives here and there, but <laughs> the results are not there, and this is a results-based business like any other. It is. Right? So, to me, like, I don't think it's out of the question. This team misses this year. Maybe they do end up making a management change or a coaching change or tweak the roster of the summer. There's still some really good pieces here. Going to take some cap maneuvering, of course, to make some things fit, a couple bit of money coming off the books. Um, again, Markstrom is, is a problem. It's, he's got to be a lot better, but... It's not a team that you're capable in a cap world of blowing up, as some have been, you know, no, crying for. You and can't. it's not one you necessarily need to. How are you going to blow this team? I hear this all the time. Let's blow it up and go get prospects. Oh, first of all, you got to draft right to get prospects that can play in this game. Second of all, 
Like, how do you blow this up? How do I get rid of all these contracts? Who's taking all these on? And I'm not saying they're all bad. I'm just saying nobody has a cap space to even take them on if they were good. Well, they're big, big dollar and lengthy term, you know? Oh, it's just frustrating. Another thing that frustrated me this week is is Alan Walsh got back into it. And this brings me back to the freaking Michael Froelich days when we had to deal with yeah. this nut job. But he tweets out uh, after Friday's loss to Detroit, the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over again and expecting a different result. Also, negativity sucks the joy right out of players at NHL Flames. Okay. Huberto followed it up the next day with saying, I did not know he was going to say that. I'm not in that. I believe you said, it doesn't come from me. It comes from my agent. But... It's from him. It doesn't reflect me or the guys in this room. We all love each other. We're having fun. Well, it's a bad look, regardless of the truth of what Huber has said, and I'd be inclined to believe him, but it's a really bad look. You know, I believe like I, I believe Huberto on this. I do. Yeah, it, but whether you do or you don't, it's you just don't do that. But you and know what you a, do? Like it's the same thing. You know what you do? If you're Jonathan Huberto, you get on the phone the next morning and say, hey, let me speak. You're my agent. Shut up. You're fired. Yeah. Yeah. You're fired. I'm yeah. not going to put up with the same BS that Mark Andre Fleury has put up with. Michael Frolik has put up with every other Tom, Dick and Harry. I'm underachieving this year. It's in my hands to change that. Not your mouth. Zip it or you're done. Yeah. And yeah. maybe he I said that. Maybe he did say that. I don't know. Well, you would think, because this is the third, like you mentioned the three instances, and I'm sure there's others, but those are the three that I'm aware of, that somebody would take a hint eventually. That, that Alan Walsh, somebody would straighten him out, or he would understand, like, listen, you're a player agent. You're there to negotiate money for your client and money for yourself. Shut the hell up. He there's paid. absolutely no, even if what he said is true, there is no good that can come of that. No. What do you think? What do you think you're going to change by tweeting that? You think you're helping your client by you know showing that he's represented by a like a whiny little bitch of an agent? Don't think so. It was honestly. What, what, what is the end game? It was honestly a surprise to me that we got Huberto signed when I saw who his agent was, and I thought, oh man, that's going to be a yeah a rodeo. But you know, for the money internally offered him half the yeah, time. Yeah, the, the agent. Yeah, the agent was going to jump all over it. But I mean, to me, it's just. It's just such a bad look, and it, there's no doubt there's a ton of negativity uh, surrounding this team, and all Alan Walsh did was make it worse. And if I'm not mistaken, he either has or had me blocked on Twitter as it related to the Michael Froelich thing, because I kind of lost my mind back he then, too. Has, he has more people blocked than Milan Lucic does. But not as many as Eric Francis, I can guarantee you that. No, probably not. <laughs> Even though, and you're going to want to punch me through the screen on this, Eric Francis is right on some things. Yeah, and a blind squirrel finds him out once in a while. What's your point? <laughs> he bugs me sometimes, but I agree with him sometimes. He's right about some things. It's the presentation and the just the pompous ass attitude. I, and, I can't argue that one with you. I can't argue. Yeah, that. I was impressed with the way Daryl Sutter handled the Huberto thing. He's like, well, I'm not holding it against Huberto. He didn't say it. He said, social media, what anybody says there does not affect this locker room. It just doesn't. I thought he handled yeah. it real well. And he and he's yeah, kind of a good response. I don't know that it's necessarily true because I think you know every player carries a smartphone. They all know yeah. what's going on. Awesome, but but I like the stance you took. I agree with you. I I don't know. So where does this team go? Like we're 
nine days from NHL trade deadline. Don't quote me on the exact math on that, but Friday, March well, 3rd. Where, where do we go? We're in the standings. I sit and I look at the standings, and, and you know, here's the part that scares the hell out of me, Kyle. Last week, we were pretty much in the running pretty well with everything as far as catching even Pacific Division you know, teams. But now I look at this mm-hmm. now, and right now we're 10 back of Vegas, who's first in the Pacific. We're eight back of LA. We're seven back of Seattle, who's third. The wild card, we're seven back of Edmonton. We're four back of Minnesota. That quick. They've won three in a row, and all of a sudden we're four back of them. That scares me a little bit. I, we're starting to lose reach here. We need wins. These next two games are huge. We have four games this week. Three of them against playoff teams that are good. Maybe that's a blessing. We seem to play better against good teams. I don't know. It's, it, it, I think if you don't win the next two, then you have to look at selling what assets you can. In March, it doesn't get any easier. We've got Toronto, Minnesota twice, and Dallas for the first four games. The, the good news there is we do play Minnesota twice, and we that's who we're trying to catch. Yeah, we play Vegas three times, LA twice, and Nashville once. All good news there. Yeah, well, we got to get this figured out because we have three choices come deadline. Well, I, well, yeah, I mean, buy, sell, and stamp at. Well, do nothing. Yep, which is yeah. probably what they're thinking right at the moment. I would guess. Apart, apart from, you know, a minor tweak, send a, a mid-round pick to get a decent defenseman. You know, something like that. I think it's going to happen regardless of where they are. Well, we could buy and go all in, and here's my stance on that, and I know we talked about this a little bit earlier today. Brad Living is not signed next year, and nope. he needs to be in the playoffs to have a chance at getting a contract, in my mind, which I would yep. sign him because I, I like what he's done. People can throw trash at me for saying that, but I, I do think he's done pretty well with what he's been dealt. Um, does he go all in and get a D-man and – possibly two D-men now with all the injuries, and get a scoring winger? Uh, or do we throw in the towel and we sell and uh, entertain offers on, you know, next year pending UFAs like Tyler Toffoli, Noah Hannafin, Zadorov? Heck, do we, do we even entertain thoughts of Dan Vladar? Well, again, I'll use a personal work analogy for either of us or anybody else in you know, performance-based business. Um, if you're in a position where you feel like your job is in jeopardy because of poor performance or inadequate performance, you have to do everything you can to save your job. You go balls out, don't you? Yeah, I don't think there's a scenario wherein you can sell off assets unless you can rocket your way up the draft lottery possibility, unless you can acquire a ton of picks and prospects for the roster players you have, which we've talked about because the guys you'd have to sell, you can't really sell because they're contracts and they're not even worth that much based on performance. So they're at an all time low. The likelihood of securing any amount of job security through selling is next to none Next because you've proven you've, you've proven nothing because what you need proven is that the assets you've acquired somehow panned out. Well, you don't have time to do that. So if you stand pat, it's 50-50, you'll keep your job because maybe this could go to playoffs. Hell, maybe they win a round because we've said before, if this team could get in, and especially if their goaltending could sharpen up a little bit, 
it could actually be a little bit dangerous, potentially. We get good goaltending, and this is a whole new team, Kyle. This is a whole average goaltending. This is a whole new team. We're in a playoff spot for sure if we have average goaltending. Absolutely. So, with those two options, you know, being covered, he's got to throw a Hail Mary. And I don't know what that is. I'm not going to sit here and, you know, talk about all the different trade scenarios. Like, I I hate that sometimes on Twitter. Like, oh, I did this in NHL 23, or what if we did this? It's like, okay, that's not going to happen. I don't know what those trades would look like. I just know that I think if I'm trying to save my job in his shoes, I'm going to make a few trades. And if you squeak in, and keep in mind, too, owners look at money. Playoffs make you money. Yes. So all these fans that always say, oh, we may as well not made the playoffs. That's no. never, ever true. You because need that playoff revenue. You need that revenue to buy guys like Markstrom. Well, and to sell hope to your fans, yes. right? Yes. Like, there's so many reasons to make the playoffs, and there's no reasons to miss them. Well, people forget like, 32 teams are trying to win this damn cup every year, and only one does. Yeah, exactly. So I, I don't think he has a choice but to go all in. Now, again, I'll stand by my personal stance that my belief is that if they lose – if they don't win the next two games, I think they need to look seriously at selling. But if I'm Brad Tree living, no matter what happens the next few games, his raison d'etre right now is to buy whatever he can buy to get this team into the playoffs because there is no guarantees he's going to have a job this summer, and there is no other route he can go that will give him any kind of guarantee he's going to have a job this summer. I'm with you. I, I'm with you. And I don't know. Maybe they have a contract in the desk drawer that's just not announced. I, I, I don't know. I don't know that you know, those circumstances. They could just be holding their cards. They might be super happy and just like, you know what? Let's let's see what he does here. Let's not tip our hand. We've all done that in negotiations. Yeah. You know, who's going to blink first? So I think it's going to be fascinating because this is a really unique position to be in. It is. I don't know if I like the situation, but. I hate it, but it is what it is. Because <laughs> you know what I would do if I was him? I'd be like, all right, I'm on the last hand of poker here. I got to throw all in, and uh, I don't really care what the the fallout looks like next year because if I don't have a job, I'm going to be watching anyways. So, but, but to your point, if he does, does not get a new contract in Calgary, somebody's going to hire him. He's brilliant. Oh, he's, he's done a really, really good job with this team no matter what anybody feels. You know, it bothers me, and this goes back to our getting mad at the fan base. Half of these people that are flipping out about Huberto and Uyghur and all this all this hate talk are the same people that when, when they were acquired was like, oh my gosh, Tree Living is the greatest guy in the entire world. I cannot believe he pulled this off. This is amazing. These guys are going to be amazing players. It's the same damn people. <laughs> yeah, it is. It is, yeah. Oh, yeah, 100%. I don't know. Are we done, Venton? Is it time to preview some games ahead? Sure, why not? Get all your Flames Unfiltered podcasts, team news, team updates, and highlights at flamesunfiltered.com. Busy week for the Flames. It starts on uh, Wednesday night. Tonight, actually, as the Flames go to Mullet Arena in Arizona for a big, giant 5,000 fan. I don't know. Jeez. I don't know. I, we're not getting into that topic, but Arizona. That's as far as we need to go. <laughs> currently seventh in the Pacific, uh, but they are on a bit of a hot streak. I don't know. That's what weak teams do. They're always hot this time of year. I know. Did you see what Clayton Keller said the other day? No. He, after they had won a game, in, I don't know if it was like a late win or, you know, overtime win or something. He's like, yeah, that's two more points for us. Our general manager is probably not happy. 
Good for him. That's hilarious. I couldn't believe it. Oh. <laughs> Second of three meetings between the two. Calgary did win in December in Calgary, three to two, and uh, they play again in Arizona mid March. Well, there's no rest after tonight. They go back the back. They go to Vegas for Thursday night. I think we'll see Vladar both games. It's announced that Vladar is playing tonight in Arizona. Do you think we see Vladar two games in a row? I guess, or does it depending on how he does tonight? It depends how he does tonight, but even if he performs well, I don't think we've ever seen Vladar back-to-back. We did. Start. Toronto and somewhere last year. Like one night after the other? Coming out of the COVID, we saw Vladar two uh, nights in yeah, a row. that's right. And he, huh. was, he was magnificent. I, I, I don't know. It would surprise me. Now, if he stands on his head tonight, obviously Sutter's not afraid to do it. He's done it with Markstrom, too. Maybe he goes back to him tomorrow. I, I think that's your answer anyway, because I've said, I've said a million times, and I'll say it again. You don't go back to Markstrom at this point. No, I don't think you do either. Vegas, first in the Pacific, uh, sputtering, but finding a way to get points in 8 of 10. A lot of one-point games there. This is the second of four meetings between the two. Calgary did win October, uh, back in October, 3-2, to two, and they play two more times, one in Vegas, one in Calgary, and this, I don't believe the Flames have ever won in Vegas, have they? I don't believe so. No, it's the new uh, the new Arrowhead Pond of Anaheim. I went and watched. The, I, I watched the Flames a couple years ago in Vegas. And they got shelled like six to two. Was, Ugh, gross. Not a fun night, but uh, no, it is what it is. Saturday night, Flames are in Colorado for a stop there. The Colorado third in the Central, climbing the standings quickly with three straight wins, points in eight of ten. This team is probably one of the hottest teams in the league, right up there with the Rangers and Hurricanes. Uh, third and final meeting, the team split. Uh, the Calgary won in Calgary on opening night, five to three, and lost Jan- in January, four to one. Tuesday, still before we talk again, we're going to get four games. Kyle, Oof. Tuesday, Boston comes as a saddle dome. They're currently first in the Atlantic. Winners of four straight. Second night of a ba- yeah, second night of a back to back for Boston. So maybe that helps us. I don't know. It didn't matter last week, but. Maybe Hopefully. it'll help us. I don't know. Second and final meeting of the two, Boston won three to one in Boston in November. And uh, you know, if there is a bright spot when you look at this, this is uh, four games in a row that are all against teams that are good or teams that are hot. Maybe just maybe the flame that maybe that's a good thing because if you look at our record against the Blackhawks and all the the really bad teams, we're horrible. Mm-hmm. maybe this is maybe this is a blessing i i don't know i mean i'm looking for freaking anything right now to get me through this week no let's hope it's a win tonight in front of a handful of spectators in arizona it's a normal night though in arizona right you know what's different about this new arena in arizona the only thing different is the same Tiny. the same amount of arizona fans get to go it's wow. just that you don't have the you know like before i don't know if you, the density is a little bit different yeah, but you know you, you know what used to happen, though? It used to go to a Coyotes game, and there'd be 5,000 Coyotes fans, and there'd be 5,000 of the opposing team because it was cheaper yeah. to fly from Calgary and go to a game in Arizona than it is to go to a game at Saddle. Yep. It's cheaper. That. Crazy. Crazy, 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 crazy. Oh, God. I'm exhausted. That was, that was, that, this episode was a lot of work. It was a lot of work. Yeah. A lot of emotions, man. I wonder if it's going to be this much work when it's actually good, like the performance. It's easier to do this show when we're winning. It's been so long, I can't remember. I know. (laughs) Neither. Sucks. 
Oh, well, brighter days ahead. However soon, we don't know, but brighter days ahead. That's right. Kyle and I are back next week. More Calgary Flames Hockey Talk next week. We will preview that NHL trade deadline day that's going to be here before you know it. Next Friday, March 3rd. Check us out at flamesunfiltered.com. We're on all the major podcast players, and you can watch us on YouTube. Flames fans, four big ones this week. I don't even know what to say about that. We'll see what happens. Cross your fingers and toes. Oh, check us out next week. Have a good week, Flame Sons. See you guys. Get connected. Flames Unfiltered can be found on Twitter at Flame Unfiltered. Check out the Facebook page at Flames Unfiltered. Host Brad Brood is on Twitter at Brad Brood. And host Kyle Lewis is on Twitter at Van Lewis 14. Like what you hear? Rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts. Flames Unfiltered can be found on all the major podcast players. Want to watch the show? You got it. Check out Inside Edge Hockey Media Group for every show. Subscribe while you watch. Thanks for listening, watching, and interacting. Enjoy the hockey action. Thanks for tuning in to Flames Unfiltered. Check back for more action-packed Calgary Flames talk. This episode of Flames Unfiltered was copyrighted and produced by Inside Edge Hockey Media Group. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.